Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the name of Allah most gracious most merciful from education to work youth training and employment by Dr. Isa Hassan Al Ansari director of PMU Prince Muhammad University how educational institutions and labor market institutions work to prepare and train a skilled workforce for future needs page 168 35 some practices from countries seeking progress in many asian countries there is a gap between education and training on the one hand and employment policies on the other hand this prompted these countries to call for a fundamental reform in the system of youth preparing and training and linking this to their employment policies as a result the required employment especially technical is obtained from the outcomes of general secondary education or from less academically qualified staff who are informally upgraded through training on a duty or through continuing education programs some countries have established uh, high level scientific and technical advisory services to advise the government on measures to be taken to develop education and training at all levels in harmony with the national economy requirements this requires that these countries develop and improve the quality of educational and training levels in the industrially developed countries training is carried out in the industry for all workers including interns technicians researchers and administrators this training is carried out in the form of uh, studied and uh, planned programs it aims to improve the performance of employees according to their job requirements however in countries seeking progress these training opportunities in industry are not sufficiently available especially if existing factories are small or medium sized and do not possess the necessary competencies <coughs> The lack of qualified professors and instructors to plan education and training is also a major issue in these countries. Many countries are trying to reconsider their education systems not only quantitatively but qualitatively. With regard to quality, they seek to make education relevant to national development requirements. Education systems in most Asian countries are the theoretical or bookish and neglect the application of knowledge in problem solving. Students' interest in passing tests has led to their full focus on cognitive skills only. In some states there is a tendency to include general education in the secondary level and below thus dispersing vocational and technical training. For example, since 1975, Iran has undertaken reforms in the secondary education introducing minor technical courses in the curricula of this phase. Iran also introduced agricultural technical education at the secondary level in the year 1976. In the Philippines, curricula at the secondary level included compulsory practical and industrial courses in all grades and specialization increased as the student progressed in his studies. In some countries that follow central economic planning such as China, work and education are combined where middle school students spend one month 
each year in a productive industrial work and another month in productive agricultural work, thus combining theory and practice. Students work alongside farmers and workers. In North Korea, the education system and work-based learning system are being developed at the same time. Colleges and higher specialized schools have been established in factories and major institutions, and each factory has an employment training school. In higher education institutions such as universities and surface study programs were of interest to many countries in the region. For example, in Indonesia, graduates are encouraged to spend two years of elective service in the development of rural communities. Although some countries suffer from poverty, underdevelopment and scarcity of natural resources required for the industry, they achieved in recent years tremendous development and industrial leap that was dubbed Asian Tigers. These countries include Malaysia, Singapore, Taiwan and South Korea. These countries would not have achieved this leap without their attention to their national personnel and empowering them for technology. We can take South Korea as a model for these countries. It lacks significant natural resources as the subsoil of its territory is very few in wealth, is very few in wealth. In the early 1990s, the South Korean economy was one of the largest economies in poverty. In less than two decades, uh, in less than two, than two decades, it achieved an astonishing development boom that made international organizations take South Korea out from the list of third world countries in 1979 and include it in the list of newly industrializing countries. By the 1990s, South Korea entered the aircraft era. The aircraft era, telecommunications stations. Uh, and nuclear reactors having some uh, having come having come a long way in competing with industrially developed countries in the markets of manufactured goods scientific devices <coughs> and precision machines until it became the 10th country in the world in terms of electronics exports the rapid development of the korean industry ability to absorb technology has been an important a source of industrial growth. The ratio of investment in the field of science and technology in South Korea has increased as a percentage of GNP. Noting from these rates the significant increase in spending on science and technology by private sector, it is an indication that employers don't see, do not see this spending as a luxury, but rather a necessity that enables them to compete and remain in the market. Confronting intense competition in a global market and the high quality of product demand and thus the availability of high-level personnel can be a strong motivation for attention to education and training. Changes in employment, occupations and skills in South Korea's manufacturing sector have become commonplace uh, in light of openness to global competition. 
Global competition and technical innovations in the manufacturing sector have influenced employment and skills and explored the premise that the adoption of modern techniques and the improvement of workers' skills can be seen mainly in industries most exposed to foreign competition. Without a doubt that exposing industry to external competition affected employment, vocational training and skill requirements. Export orientation and the increase in the proportion of exports to imports increase the jobs available and raise the level of skills. <coughs> Export orientation and the increase in the proportion of exports to imports increase the jobs available and raise the level of skills. <coughs> the transformation of the Korean economy from the labor-intensive production pattern to the production of goods that need more competencies and scientific specialized skills has begun to expand to cover these uh, <coughs> needs of higher education, confirming that Korea is keen to link its educational output to the requirements of development and labor market. Perhaps even more important is the conclusion that Korea has opted for a model of expanding the base from primary to secondary education, not only to spread education as a value in itself, but also to contribute to development contrary to what is happening in many Arab countries that focus on the educational expansion on the top higher education or expand at all levels in parallel or close to the parallel, thus distracting the efforts of some of them to lose its impact and features. The education policy in Korea is concerned with the link between education and development. One of the manifestations of that is the focus on developing human resources trained to meet the needs of economic growth in Korea. The cooperation between the Ministry of Education and the Economic Planning Council in the preparation of education reform plans. The link between technical education and vocational training on the one hand and overall development on the other, ensuring more relationships between education, productive institutions, focusing on technical education and uh, instilling labor stimulating values such as love of work, dedication and cooperation for achieving common good versus individual interest, obedience and discipline. The most important characteristic of education in South Korea is the concern for, concern for quality and the desire to produce technical personnel that are not only able to absorb the technology but are also able to develop and add to it as well as to link education outputs to the actual needs of the labor market in order to prevent the complication in certain disciplines and the negative effects resulting from this accumulation represented in unemployment among graduates of these disciplines or bringing them to work in jobs that are not suitable to their specialties and the reluctance of new students to join them which may deprive the country from its need of these disciplines in the future as in some Arab countries. In Singapore, human personnel, especially technicians, are prepared in technical education institutes. These institutes offer many educational and training programs geared towards youth training to meet the needs of the labor market and to raise the skills of workers on duty as well as the services associated with the industry. It also has special educational programs for dropouts from different stages of education. These institutes are attended by high school graduates 
who have the psychological preparedness for technical education and have the right to choose between the full-time system and apprenticeship. Full-time programs include several study programs that give graduates four types of certificates. Full-time programs include several uh, study programs that give graduates four types of certificates. The prerequisites for joining these programs vary from one program to another. The certificates are industrial technician certificate. The prerequisites for joining its programs are having the general secondary certificate, national technical certificate. Dropouts from general secondary schools are enrolled in its programs. Certificate in business studies. So the, uh, the prerequisites for joining its programs are having a high school diploma, uh, certificate in office skills, dropouts from high schools are enrolled in this study. Thus, we can say that education institutes in Singapore have several education and training tracks, each of which provides qualification to technicians and administrators with different skills and academic levels, which makes them a major source in providing technical personnel to the labor market, especially if we consider the existence of advanced industries, industries that not only need uh, mediums, medium skills employment, but also an advanced knowledge-based workforce that enables them to absorb and develop technology so that Singapore's industries can compete in the global market just as it does in South Korea. The apprenticeship system in Singapore is an additional educational track in Singapore's educational institutions and is based on an agreement between three entities, the trainees, the employers, and the educational institution. The educational institution offers a study program on a selected apprenticeship scheme in 18 occupational groups. The role of the trainees is to continue the study program until it is terminated to the satisfaction of the employer. The role of the employer is to guide and train trainees, the trainees and to appoint qualified trainers who oversee uh, the trainees and monitor their progress in the program. The program gives the trainee a, a monthly salary as well as all the benefits enjoyed by the employees of the company. The institutes of substantive and technical education represent the official authorities with direct responsibility for organizing, managing, and supervising the apprenticeship uh, system, uh, ensuring that trainees receive training in the required manner and that the knowledge and skills acquired by the trainee are at the level of required standards. After termination of the program, the trainee is given, uh, after termination of the program, the trainee is given one of the previous certificates according to the type and level of the program. It is noted that labor market institutions play a significant role in qualifying and training of personnel in Singapore, whether from the part of spending on the preparation and training or from the part of delivering delivering training programs and the direct supervision on the training process, which means that the labor market institutions see in the training and qualifying of personnel a very useful investment, as we have seen in South Korea. <coughs> Singapore employs the apprenticeship uh, system in the training of its personnel, especially the technical staff at various levels and in various professions, and similar to Germany. 
There is a difference between them in the implementation processes as Germany is highly centralized in the implementation of its educational system and training, especially the part of curriculum preparation section. There is a unified curriculum for every profession nationwide developed by the federal government, vocational federations, and chambers of uh, commerce and industry. The graduates are selected by the vocational federations and chambers of commerce and industry who grant them the qualifications to be able to work. Not only this, but also the chambers of commerce and industry in Germany decide whether a company has the potential to provide appropriate training. In Singapore, apprenticeships are carried out between technical institutes and companies. The responsibility for providing training and supervision rests with the companies, uh, while the evaluation is the responsibility of technical institutes. The participation of specialized bodies such as vocational federations and chambers of commerce and industry in developing curricula, the selection of graduates and granting them certificates that prove their acquisition of technical knowledge and practical skills according to the standards and criteria established by the employers themselves make employers more confident in the competencies of graduates and are more likely to employ them as they make graduates' skills more suited to the needs of the labor market. Again, the participation of specialized bodies such as vocational federations and chambers of commerce and industry in developing curricula, the selection of graduates and granting them certificate that to prove their acquisition of technical and practical skills according to the standards and criteria established by the employers themselves, make employers more confident in the competencies of graduates and are more likely to employ them as they make graduate skills more suited to the needs of the labor market. Therefore, the introduction of the apprenticeship system in Singapore is a step forward in the process of qualification and training of technical personnel, but it may be less efficient than the German apprenticeship system in gaining the trust of employers and maybe due to the extensive German experience in the field of education and training, especially the technical and vocational aspects. In addition to the availability of professions for development from certain institutions or entities and systems capable of managing such a system and the required efficiency. In addition to the available of professions for development from certain institutions or entities and systems capable of managing such a system in the required efficiency. Alhamdulillah. That's the end of chapter 3, page 176.